Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast. We're here to provide you and your team with the resources, tools, and content to achieve your greatest potential. For those interested in additional resources or services, such as the weekly planners, online planners for Chrome or Outlook, keynotes, live training, coaching, or certification, you can visit our website at becomingyourbest.com. Now, when you listen to an episode that resonates with you, we invite you to share it with your family, friends, and team members so that they can experience the same type of motivation and results in their lives. Also, if you haven't already subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. It works on Apple, Stitcher, Google, or whatever platform you're using so that you can get a new podcast reminder each week. Now sit back, let's get started, and we hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to all of our Becoming Your Best podcast listeners, wherever you may be in the world today. This is your host, Steve Schallenberger, and we have a special guest with us today. He is the proud father of six children host of the highly rated Unrivaled Man podcast, and a leading coach on a quest to help men who want to upgrade their identity and become better husbands, fathers, and business owners, business people, and professionals through his Unrivaled Momentum program. So welcome, Clint Hoops. Oh, Steve, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. By the way, I, I love this background. We're going to get into it. And Clint and I were talking about uh, this subject before we got going. And I asked him a question about, well, how can the ladies that are listening in today take advantage of this discussion and can it be helpful for them? You want to respond to that, Clint? And then I'd like to tell our listening audience more about you. Yeah, that would be great. Yes, this what we're going to talk about is definitely pertinent to women. And there are, there are several reasons why, but the, but the main reasons are this true principles are true. No matter if you're a man or a woman, the principles are true that we're going to talk about today. And the other thing is I'll tell you is that in my life, many of the women in my life are so much more in tune with the way that they feel and the ability they have to be able to, to really see others, connect with others. And, and I find that one of the reasons I, I want, I work with men primarily is to be able to help them do even better at those things and connecting with people. And so many women do that naturally. And I believe that, you know, with so many women that are, are married or with their significant other, they have an opportunity to, to hear some of the things we're going to talk about today. And I think maybe even be able to get something for themselves as well as for someone else in their life. Well, great. Okay. Well, thank you. And, and uh, let me tell you just a little bit more about Clint. Over the years, he has led hundreds of employees and leaders, filling many leadership roles from executive director to CEO while balancing his growing family. And he's received national accolades for his performance uh, and has led companies and coached leaders in multiple industries from healthcare, construction, to technology. He's been having a lot of fun out there, right? We have indeed. It's It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. Well, that's great. Well, to get us going, Clint, tell us about your background, including any turning points in your life 
that have had a significant impact on you and even what you're doing today. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, like you mentioned, I, I have led hundreds of employees over the years and, and, and it's been a wonderful thing. And, and during that time, as many of your listeners are leaders and have their own companies or are leading teams, so often when you're leading, things can get overwhelming in life. We don't often like to use the word overwhelming, and, and, but in the end, life just can be heavy, heavy and hard. And, and it's, the higher it seems you get as a leader, you know, up the structure, whatever you want to say, the more you're responsible for the more lonely it feels. You know, people often say it's it's lonely as a leader that way, and that can happen. And you know what, what happened to me early in my career is I began having these leadership roles that were taking more and more of my time. And, and I began to get to the point where I wasn't improving as a leader in so many ways that I needed to as I as I began to have more and more people that, that were reporting to me and more and more responsibility. And, you know, what happened to me is I grew my family as well. I had more responsibility there. And, and it seemed like I wasn't going to be able to balance it all. And I remember there was a time um, when we had, oh, one of our first few children. I was leading a company of over 100 people at the time in healthcare a 24-hour-a-day 24 24-hour day nursing facility is where I was. And, and there was a lot of different things that were pulling for my attention. And we were also at the same time at the hospital. And not for work. I was there with my wife. And it was a wonderful occasion. We were actually there. We were having, having a baby. And, and I can vividly remember this day. This is one of those, you talk about turning point in your life. This was one of those experiences that, that changed me. And I remember my wife was sitting in the hospital bed holding our little baby. And I remember I was standing by the window of the hospital and I was looking out the window and I was watching the cars pass by. And I wish right now that I could say that I was sitting there thinking about how wonderful it was that we had this new little baby that's been born just a few hours before. But what I was really thinking about was all of the things that I didn't do at work. I had decisions that need to be made that I didn't make. I had some people decisions. I had the wrong people on my team, my leadership team, and I knew it. And I didn't make some of the moves or set some of the expectations clearly like I should have. And it landed me in this situation on this day that should have been amazing. And instead, it was kind of debilitating for me. My wife, she called me over and was just basically said, look, I know where your head's at. You're still at work right now. And I said, yeah, but it's okay. I'm here. I'm good. I'm good. I'll, I'll forget about it. It'll be there when we get back in a few days, right? It'll be okay. It'll be okay. And she said, as lovingly as she could, go and take care of it right now. Go and make those decisions on those things you know you're supposed to do. Go do it right now and then come back to me as soon as you can. And I'm like, no, I'm not leaving. I'm not going to be that dad that leaves, you know, from the hospital and isn't there. I'm going to, I want to make sure. But she's like, well, you're not here right now anyway. She's like, so go take care of it and come back so you can be present with us. And that was like a kick in the teeth, right? As a father, as a husband, 
And honestly, as a business leader, it let me know that we were having all kinds of success at work, but it was coming at the expense of my mind and my ability to be present with my family. And so this was one of those wake-up calls in my life. So I left. I went, to the, I went back to work. I pulled a few of my key people together. We pulled the trigger on a handful of decisions that were crippling our company and myself at the time. We did it. We made the decisions. We moved forward. And just in a few small ways, began to get my life back. And, and it was that experience that really triggered much of the success that I had in later years. And so, so it was that experience that really is why I'm doing what I am today. I want to help fathers either who are already there where I was or before they get there, preferably so that they can get past this and be that husband and father and business leader they want to be. Okay. That's a good background. And uh, I'm sure most people that have been at work or business that have a family or a relationship, whatever it might be, has struggled with the very same issues, balancing, you know, these things, trying to figure out how to do what matters most. So I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts about next steps and how you help people. And I love the fact we're invite the principles are the same for whoever and that we're inviting all of our listeners to listen in and say, okay, what's an idea I can pick up today in this podcast that's helpful? So your podcast is Unrivaled Man. And and so what does that mean? What Tell us, give us the background of your podcast and what's the purpose of it? Thank you. Yeah, Unrivaled Man literally means to be an unrivaled man or unrivaled person, right? And unrivaled at its core means no competition, right? No one can compare, right? No comparison, no competition. In life, I remember in my career, I I had times where I would compare myself either to other leaders or other people in ways that weren't healthy, right? And, And sometimes I even find myself trying to kind of be a little too much like them, try to do things the way they do instead of doing it the way that was right for me. And so, and so that's, that's really what unrivaled means is, is not that you, you know, that, that you are the best in the world at every possible thing. It means you are the best for you, for your people and for your family. And so, and that's something that we all can use man or woman. Okay. Excellent. So that's really what you talk about is how can you be your best? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. That's awesome. And, and so you talk about identity, and you've already discussed that. So upgrading your identity. Some people may want to say, whoa, hold it. <laughs> Not sure I want to upgrade my identity. So <laughs> let's talk about that. How do you upgrade an identity? What does that mean? And how do you do it? Whether it's a husband, father, business leader, whatever. How do you do that? And what does that mean? Yeah, So so really what it means is, and, and really what I think of, honestly, what I think was, I think, I think about a principle from your book, actually, you talk about leading with vision, right? Yep. In, in one of your books. And, and for me, it's a very similar principle okay. in that, in that you must determine what you actually want. Now, if we're talking about business, then of course, we're going to get clear on the metrics for business. What do we really want it to be? Same thing in our own lives. So 
what do we want our identity to be? What do we want to be? Who do we want to be? And are we living up to that potential? So determine who we want to be and then take the steps to become that person. Oh, I love it. So what's the best way to do that from your experience, Clint? Yeah. So going back to, you know, you're leading with vision. Often when we think leading with vision, we're thinking about leading other people. And, and what I think about in terms of upgrading identity is, is leading yourself first. Right. And so, and so that's really the ultimate thing is, can you, do we, are we willing to come up with a vision for what we want for our future and take the, the steps to get there. So the first thing that I, that I like to do is, is I, is I have something I call DCA and it's, it's a part of my, it's called the unrivaled momentum process. And, and really all it is, is very simple, right? It's, and I think the best things usually are simple in that it's, you first must have desire to improve yourself, desire to do something, desire to connect with people in a different way. And then you need to have clarity. That's the C part. You gotta have clarity in what that actually means. And then at the end is action. After that, you need to act and actually do something different. So it's not complicated, right? You have to desire to change, get clarity on what that even means, and then do something different. And so, so that's really how people can get to the point where they can become that person. And so, and so for me, when, what I, what I describe as, you know, be upgrading your identity until you get to that person you want to be, that's where the unrivaled momentum actually comes in Mm. is, is it's a, it's a point where you feel like there is momentum and flow in your own life. Now that's going to be different for every person. And so, and so the, and the reason I call it unrivaled momentum is because it, it can't be compared with other people. There's, there's no competition against others, what that means, but, but for you, it's what does momentum look like for you and how do you get clarity on those things and then begin to act and do that. You know, when I, when I think about flow and I think about momentum the thing I love, I love to snow ski and I love to mountain bike. And so those are two places for me, you know, the rest of you may have something else that you do, right. That where you get in the flow, you know, you have for me on a, on snow skis, for instance, I'm coming down the mountain. And if you've never been on snow skis, I can tell you it's, it's an amazing feeling. You know, you come down and you go, you're just cutting back and forth, back and forth, flowing over the top of the snow. You go through trees and you almost effortlessly begin to dodge the trees left and right. And it's just a wonderful feeling. You almost accelerate and get momentum. I've heard runners that feel the same way. They get the runners high and they just start going to where they feel like their body's almost pushing them. And, and that's the place where we want to be in life, right? Is to that, that momentum and flow. And so that's where some of these things you can do to, to get to that point. Oh, I love it. So yeah, first have a clear vision, your own identity of what you want to be. Uh, and that comes from having a desire. I love it. Mm-hmm. And then some clarity and then take action, which then creates the momentum and you get into a flow. Exactly. That kind of is. Exactly. Yeah, the more times I I have a model that, that basically it's a it's a it's a circle, right? I mean, it's simple. There's uh-huh. there's basically that desire, clarity, and action, and and it goes around in a circle. If you can picture that, and and the more times you go around the circle, the better clarity you can get, and the more momentum you can get. So if you're trying to get clear on who you are, the more times you have a desire to upgrade yourself, it's not a one time upgrade. I mean, think about your your phone for goodness sakes or your computer. They're sending out upgrades all the time, little updates to help improve and tweak. And, and once they make a change, 
it then, you know, it helps you see something else as possible. And then it, it changes again and gets better and better. And we're the same way. And so the more times we go around that little circle, the faster we will go and the more momentum we can get. And, and it begins to change us in a way that's very personal to us. Well, thank you. Uh, and uh, you mentioned when you were in the hospital and having your baby there, your wife's there, baby is there, and, and uh, the discussion of being present came up. Yes. And I uh, love the comment, your w- wife is so intuitive and can kind of sense that. So do you have some tips for our listeners on how to be present at, at home or in your personal life and also professionally? How can you do that to maximize your performance, productivity, and the outcomes that you have? What have you found works? Yeah, let me, let me, let me share an example from, from a number of years ago. I remember, you know, it's, it's funny how cell phones have come to be, right? I mean, we went from no, hardly anybody had a cell phone to everyone has cell phones in really a relatively short amount of time. And, and I think so many of us, you know, I'm always trying to teach my kids how to work with phones and distraction and that we have in the world. And really in the end, I'm, I'm learning it myself because this world is, is, is a distracted world. And I think we're all very aware of that, all too aware of that. So, so one of the, one of the things you constantly hear is people saying, you know, take control of that. And I think that's great advice. And because in the end, we're all of us, most of us have heard that advice before, but very few of us will actually do it. Becoming the upgraded self that we want requires that we actually do some of these very important things that we already know. You know what I mean? We already know. So when, so really when you talk about distraction and we talk about being able to be present where we're at, really the only reason we're not present is because our mind is on something else that is outstanding that we should have already done. And so, and so for me, very often, it's because I wasn't clear enough in some part of the business. So if we're going to a business perspective, very often the reason I find I'm distracted is when I didn't set clear enough expectations with my employees. So I'm holding on to a piece of their responsibility. I'm often worried about what they're doing. And instead of having that clear expectations, and so the one advice I would say is on one-on-one meetings with your, with your key employees, often I will have leaders that I coach that they will say, oh yeah, I'm doing one-on-one meetings, but you know, gosh, we don't get that much done in those. They're not effective. And, I, and in my mind, I'm thinking, if they're not effective, you're doing something wrong because that's one of the most um, incredible opportunities to get complete clarity with, with, uh, with your people. It's a wonderful opportunity. And so, so when you set the clear expectations there, then at that point, they can run with things that it doesn't have to sit on your, on your mind. Same thing goes at home, spending specific one-on-one time with your family. So I try to do the same thing with my wife for, for the women out there. If you, if, if you have a husband or significant other, same thing. If you spend a few minutes, I made a goal a number of years ago to spend five minutes when I got home from work with my wife. That was something that was so simple, but I tell the kids, I'd say hi to them when I came through the door, but I'd say five minutes with your mother. That's what we're going to do. And we would sit down and the kids knew to stay away and we would spend five minutes together. And it changed our world by having that chance to connect once again, get clear on our lives and have that one-on-one. And then the same with the kids. I have specific time. I have six children. (laughs) 
<laughs> and so it gets a little busy, but I make sure we dedicate specific time to each of them so that we can connect. So it allows me to be present with them in a very specific way. And it doesn't mean I have to spend hours and hours doing that. Sometimes very small amounts of present time will make all the difference. Okay, nice tip. Those are good tips, uh, which allows you, if you're spending some one-on-one -on -one time, it has a big impact, uh, but you have to be present when you're doing that. <laughs> yeah, yep, very much so. Yeah, what, what, is the, what is the saying? I can't remember who said it, but they basically said, you know, be where your feet are. I think there's a book about that. Um, yeah, uh, um, Scott O'Neill. Oh, so there you go. Thank you. I was on the, I couldn't remember, but, but that's, that's, I, I love that his, that's when you, you got a great title of your book because it explains everything in just the title, you know, be where your feet are. And I, and I love that. I think that's a, a very true thing. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Now how about uh, strategies to deal with feeling overwhelmed with all the things hitting you. What are your thoughts on that? Some ways to work through that and then get up, you know, break through the clouds. So you feel like you're unrivaled, you know, you're hitting your stride at your best self. I love it. Yeah. You know, really the best way that I have found and is, and, and it is different for everyone, what connects them, but I, but I, I do, I am a firm believer that, that, and this is once again, these are, these are not brand new principles, brand new things, but I'm telling you moving your body, right. Is one of the, is one of the things that I find is one of the most important things. Now, now, whether that's exercise or whether that's just going for a walk, I find that I do my best thinking when I'm moving. So when I need to clear now, my hold head, on here a second, please. I thought exercising and walking were <laughs> similar. Can't we oh. count walking? Oh, yes, you can. I, I didn't, I'm joking. That's that's a really good point. Now, now I appreciate you bringing that up, actually, because, because sometimes we don't give ourselves credit for what we're really doing. And I really appreciate you bringing that up because sometimes in our life we think, oh, exercise means going to the gym. Exercise means running, you know, and true running. Exercise means all of those things, but you are you are very right. Just, just moving our body is the difference. So I love it. I didn't mean to distract you. Good job. I just having fun with that. Good job. No, I think you're, I think you're right though. I think you're right. No. So, so really for me, so I, I mentioned earlier, I love to mountain bike. And so for me, something I find for me that helps me just dis, just really disconnect from, from the other parts of my life is I have to be moving. And there is something about moving that makes my mind it helps me think. I, I will find, you'll find for me, I will ride my mountain bike to the top of a, of a hill. I will get off the bike and I will just sit there for anywhere from five minutes to 20 minutes, whatever, how much time I have. And I'll sit there and I'll just think. And I find that after I've exerted myself in that way, or even just moved, I, my mind starts to clear. And the next step, the step that's holding me back becomes clear. Yeah. Because overwhelm is all about seeing everything you need to do all at once. And, and since you can't do it all at once, instead, we just sit there and we feel the overwhelm. So I find it helps me cut through the clouds and helps me go. So whatever you do, stop and think and move your body. Oh, I love it. That's great advice. Get out there and do something else, something different. And um, so I, I think that's fabulous. Edison, who invented, of course, the working practical light bulb mm -hmm. 
They were really kind of overwhelmed. They, everybody's working for a solution. And I think the most they could get their lights to go were like 80 hours or something, just not practical. Oh, yeah. And so they took a, a fishing vacation in Montana. And so he's out there fishing, taking a break, and he sees this uh, little element they use for the uh, fishing line. And all of a sudden it hit him. Whoa, I think we could use this for the light bulb. He went back, tried it, and they got 900 hours from using this material in the element. So what you're saying is fabulous. I love it. So yeah, get out there, freshen your mind up, uh, exercise, do whatever it takes, and then uh, and trust the process. Yeah, you know, I think in the world we often, you know, we we hear words like we hear phrases like just push through it, or we hear about grit and some of those things. And and I love those terms. I think they portray something very important, something mm. that we need to have to get through hard times. What I would say is is don't discount those, but just but but also don't wow. discount the value of stopping for a minute and making sure you know maybe maybe we're maybe we're trying to push a wall over and pushing and pushing and pushing isn't doing anything but when we stop for a moment we look behind us and there's the bulldozer we can knock it over in a moment right and and in life that i think that happens to us you know we get we get so focused because we feel like hard work has to be hard all the time. And that's, and I don't believe that's true. I'm so glad you added that, Clint. That's a really good addition. Uh, that's one of the great uh, forces of uh, what contributes to success and pushing through failure so you can experience the triumph ultimately. So I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Well, here we are at the end of our podcast today. And before we end our podcast, I wonder if you could share with our listeners any final tips that you have that you think that you think really helps them in this area, you know, being unrivaled in their lives. Thank you. You know, you know, I, we mentioned earlier, we talked about desire, clarity, and action. And so really in the end, what you need to do is either have the desire or at least have a desire to desire right? These things. And so what I would ask you to do today is to listen to your gut, listen to your intuition, whatever it is that that you call it, but that gut feeling you have, you during this show today, I imagine have already had something pop in your head, some part of your life, something that you want to change or improve. Anybody that's listening to this podcast, are, they are someone who is a high achiever, someone who wants to be better. So I imagine you're already applying this to yourself. So what I my tip is for today is to listen to it and execute on that one thing. Don't try to do it all right now. Focus on the one thing and never forget to have hope. So often we, we get down on ourselves as people who want to achieve great things and be high achievers. And I just ask that as you go through this, don't forget to have hope all the way through the process and know that it's possible. Great message, Clint. Thank you. Well, this has been Clint Hoops today. And uh, Clint, how can they find out about what you're doing? Oh, for, for me, um, the best place to find me is on unrivaledman.com. 
or you can search for me and on the Unrivaled Band podcast. Both of those you can you can find me and and uh, feel free to to connect with me. I, I love love hearing from people and and uh, I I sure appreciate you having me on the show here, Steve. I, this is a wonderful podcast. I love listening to and um, it's an amazing thing. Well, thank you for a great part today and your parting message. Loved your parting message of not giving up and having hope and and moving forward. So it's been great having you with us today, and we wish you the best as you continue to touch people around the world. Thank you so much. I sure appreciate it. You bet. And to all of our listeners, we're so grateful for you. Thank you for tuning in, participating, uh, and making a difference every single day. That's what makes it so special to be able to have this podcast and to work together. And so we definitely take our energy from you as well. And so we wish you the best in all that you're doing today and always. Signing off, this is Steve Schallenberger, your host. Thank you for listening to the Becoming Your Best podcast. If there was something in this podcast that you felt would be helpful for a family member, a friend, or even a coworker, we invite you to share this podcast with them now while you're thinking about it. Also, remember to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Now for additional resources and tools, such as how to join our monthly peak performance coaching program, or how to get certified as a trainer or coach or schedule a workshop or keynote, you can visit our website at becomingyourbest.com. We're here to provide you and your team with the resources, tools, and content to achieve your greatest potential. So thank you for listening and have a wonderful day and a great week.